This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening. You are with Lee Chui Lin and Sharmila Ganesan. Tonight, we are talking about loneliness. So this comes as the WHO has announced that it's a global health issue and in fact compared the mortality rates from loneliness to be as severe as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So we'll be speaking with a psychologist to find out more. We want to know though, um, do you think that we have in fact all become just more isolated? And have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. It is 6.08. Um, so, if we get straight into it, essentially the WHO has announced that loneliness is now a global health issue with uh, the US surgeon Dr. Vivek Murthy comparing its mortality rate to be just as severe as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. In fact, um, they're saying that the health risks of loneliness are actually greater than, say, obesity or physical inactivity and they potentially increase the risk of older folks developing dementia by 50% and experiencing, say, a stroke or coronary artery disease by 30%. So Dr. Vivek um, mentioned a few different things. He talked about uh, the fact that the rate of one in four older people uh, experiencing social isolation is actually a constant across the world. So not necessarily just confined to the US. Um, and loneliness also impacts young people with between 5 to 15% of adolescents experiencing loneliness. And with young people, the consequences of experiencing loneliness includes things like being more likely to drop out of university, declining economic potential. Um, and uh, for instance, when individuals feel unsupported uh, in a job, i.e. they feel lonely within a work setting, it can result in decreased job satisfaction and performance. And all of these things, I think, point to, I guess, the fact that feeling lonely is not just a feeling. It is actually something that can have outcomes both physically, socially, um, in terms of our ability to perform. And I think there's a lot there to talk about, especially when we consider that it's not easy for somebody to say they feel lonely. I'm not sure it's easy for someone to identify, Yeah, actually, yeah. In, in all honesty. And I, I've been thinking about this quite a bit um, because obviously loneliness, just like many other um, mental health um, not conditions, not disorders, but just like many other concerns, mental health mm. concerns are not new. People have always had anxiety. People have always had stress. People have always had, um, you know, loneliness. People have always felt these things. But I'm wondering why there is this exacerbation of it now. Um, I don't think it just has to do with our vocabulary and the fact that we've now got a vocabulary to actually identify and say, I feel lonely. I... I think that there is so so much to it. Uh, part of it is just that our lives have changed um, a lot from generation to generation. And even in a community or even in a society like ours, which is very typically 
Asian, um, which means that there are still tight family ties. Um, there are all these things that you would assume means that the average person shouldn't feel that isolated because you might still be living with family or living in a community or going to work. Um, Clearly, that's not really the case anymore. Yeah, and I think it's important to say that being lonely doesn't mean you are alone. Um, and I think those can be very different things. It is possible to feel lonely even while being surrounded by family or friends, even while having a partner, mm. um, even while having a job and, and being successful. So there are many ways in which this feeling, um, as you said, not only is difficult to identify from the outside, can in fact be even difficult to know uh, for yourself um, whether that's something you're going through. And to your point about whether or rather what causes it, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I do agree that some of it has to do with the fact that we are more able to name uh, how we feel. We are also increasingly moving towards being able to speak a little bit more openly about mental health, which is very good. Uh, but it is also, I think, a product of changing norms, changing family structures, uh, even changing lifestyles and, and what the expectations are in terms of how a person functions in a society. So I am very interested to have this conversation. So tell us, um, considering the fact that the WHO has announced that loneliness is a global health issue, um, being as severely bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, do you think that we are in fact all becoming more isolated? And have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Dr. Anasuya Jagatevi Jagadesan from the University of Cyberjaya. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Banish feudal mentality. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.14 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about the WHO declaring loneliness a global public health concern. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Do you think that we are all becoming just that little bit more isolated. Have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now, we have Dr. Anasuya Jagadevi Jagadesan, Dean of Psychology and Social Sciences from the University of Cyberjaya. Anasuya, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Hey, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So how did you feel seeing this announcement from the WHO? Uh, does it line up with what you've been seeing or hearing from people? Yes, I mean, definitely when you work with suicide and you work with loss, you kind of know that loneliness is one of the factors that actually creates that type of depression, that type of, you know, behavior and choices. Uh, but, you know, you just now you said something something interesting. You said that, you know, loneliness is about people, you know, you're being alone or you're being pushed out. That may not be true. Some of us may have a lot of physical bodies or physical people around us, or a lot of connections on the internet. But if the quality of the relationship, if the value of that relationship is not what you need or not what you want in your life, then regardless of the numbers around you, you may feel very lonely. So being lonely in the crowd can be, you know, seriously isolating. So this might be a simplistic question, but do we know what causes loneliness fundamentally? I mean, how much does it differ from person to person? It does differ quite a bit because like I, like I started with earlier, it is actually the nature of the relationship of yourself with other people, the expectations, your own view of yourself. If you are self-doubting, 
and you think that you're not accepted, you don't feel accepted, then, you know, when even if you have people around you who accept you, you may not see that. They, I mean, people who are scared of social interactions but yet need social interactions, there's a level of fear involved. There's a fear of rejection. There's a, there's a, part, there's a partial rejection of their own self. So loneliness is not just, you know, like I said, it's not just a physical isolation thing. It's a mental and emotional isolation that goes beyond, uh, beyond, you know, what you'd consider to be loneliness. There are some people who are perfectly happy with the company of one, me, myself, and I. But there are other people who who can't, who, you know, even a few people around, it's not enough. A lot of physical people around, it's not enough. So it's a, it's an internal quality as well as an external quality when you look at loneliness. That's why it's so hard and that's why it's a mental issue because it's not about the number of individuals around you or the number of people on your Facebook or your friends list or who's following you. It's about the quality of relationship that you have with yourself and the quality of relationship that you have with them. And if we look at the effects of this, right, the WHO has compared the mortality rate um, of loneliness to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. There are also links between uh, loneliness and conditions like dementia, coronary diseases, strokes. How or why does loneliness have this sort of physical impact? Stress, because it increases stress. It increases the amount of self-doubt that you have. It increases the amount of time you spend, you know, feeling, feeling bad. And unfortunately, feeling bad is what is creating this type of uh, reactions. It also means that you're probably not exercising enough. The quality of your of your activities is not strong enough. When people are lonely, sometimes all you want to do is lie down in bed and then you feel more lonely. You know, sometimes you're so scared of feeling lonely in a crowd, you don't go out. And then, you know, you, you have bad eating habits, you have bad li- living habits. Unfortunately, it all comes together. Loneliness is an added factor that may have, you know, that may create a causation, uh, that may create a, you know, uh, a relationship. But, you know, whether it's the cause, there's a lot more research that needs to be done. But usually it's a combination of items that lead to that behavior. It's not just one thing. Because keep in mind, there are people who are perfectly happy being alone, you know, physically alone. And, you know, you're, you're talking about people who are, highly you know they are they're highly effective they are very good at what they do when they are alone when they are with people they don't like it so it's again that quality of that individual versus the crowd it's also a feeling of being left out of cut out and i think that this is something that is known we as human beings evolutionary we are herd creatures we come together in a crowd and we actually do better in you know families or among people who love us not just biological families but chosen families and sometimes chosen families can be more important, can be more nurturing, can be more needed than biological families. So, you know, having those dynamics change in the world today is an important thing. So a lot of factors lead to, you know, physical down, the physical downturn of people and to make them sick. And yeah, it does because, I mean, you know, you, you lose interest in exercise, you lose interest in eating well, people drink worse, people do a lot of things when they're lonely. You alluded to this earlier. Uh, in a larger sense, how does loneliness affect one's mental health? It's a feeling of rejection. It's a feeling of I, no matter how I go out and how many people I meet, I can't make connections that I need in my life. 
Okay, I can't make the links that I need to feel satisfied. The relationship quality that I have is not enough. So those kind of those kinds of feelings, those kinds of um, those kinds of thought patterns create, you know, what I what I talked about just now that how you see yourself, how you see your life, the quality of relationships all goes down. But it comes from this feeling of you know, real really when what loneliness is is I feel the world has rejected me. I feel I am rejecting the world, and then the biggest one is I reject me. I don't think I can change this. I feel helpless to change the quality of my relationships around me, and that's when people really do need help because you know changing the quality of relationships can be done, and it's not something that people you know can manage without support. And you know having understanding and support. It's not just about go out more. It's about when you go out, what is the energy that you're giving out? What is the kind of feeling that people feel when they're around you? And a lot of a lot of people don't realize that they reject other people, and that's when they get rejected themselves. So this might sound um, a little silly, but I do think that loneliness has a way of sneaking up on you. How do you identify the feeling in yourself, especially since, um, as we've established, there is a significant difference between being alone and being lonely? Okay, um, Loneliness sneaking up on us does happen a lot nowadays, because you know we very fast we are very fast to sometimes um, you know decide that okay I don't want these people in my life I don't want that person in my life, and as we get older and I'm old enough to say this as people start passing away, as people start moving away suddenly you look around and you know in your twenties in your in your teenagers you had so many friends and then in your twenties you have selected friends and then suddenly in your thirties all your friends are overseas and then you haven't taken the time to make new friends and then in your forties you've got two friends you know and everybody else is an acquaintance or a job you know and then suddenly you know in your fifties you're alone and it's partly sometimes our own fault and partly sometimes the fault of time Partly, sometimes it's the fault of other people. Sometimes other people decide that, oh, you're not allowed in their life for whatever reason, and okay, so be it. And that does create a sense of loneliness. But then the then then it has to be a decision that of, okay, can I choose a family? Can I choose to move this? Can I choose to change this? And you know, there there is unfortunately a habit, especially when it comes to family in Asia, and the idea that family has to be biological. Then that can be that can be really crushing when the biological family um, does not live up to the expectations of what they saw in childhood, you know, as biological families change. And so then the ability to create a chosen family, that becomes important. And that's not something that in Asia we talk about a lot. Where else in America, in, you know, overseas in Europe, it has become more of a norm, you know, more of a norm to talk about it. That you can choose your family, and that family can actually fill the loneliness. So, in many ways, we live in a hyper-connected world now. You know, technology allows us to be in almost constant contact with each other. Why has this not helped us to feel less lonely? Because, as I said in the beginning, it's that quality of relationship. So, what kind of relationship? Do you have online? You got teenagers who got thousands of friends, and they are depressed and they're lonely. Friends online, and they're depressed and they're lonely because the the persona they put on when they are online is different from who they are, or the quality, or you know, even how some people behave and how people talk. It's not their true face, and they feel that if I show my true face, you know, now with all the filters and 
all the avatars and all the different ways that people portray themselves online. There's a feeling that if people saw my true face, they'd all, you know, they'd all run away. They'd all go away. If I don't keep showing my online persona, if I don't keep doing the things I did to create this audience, my audience will disappear. So, you know, you know, Shakespeare, you know, the whole world is a stage. Now we've made our homes a stage. We've made, you know, people have TikTok, people have, you know, their their whole home is a stage. They 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 stage their home, they stage their lives. Every time they go on holiday, it's a stage. So how much of that is true? Yeah, so that so those those things have those things have become really apparent that you can actually be ridiculously alone when you have thousands of people who actually look into your world. And then there are people with few people who look in the world and don't feel alone. And but there are people who, you know, who really get feeling from those thousands of people. So it all depends on what kind of relationship at the end of the day satisfies the individual. So I think it can be a deeply vulnerable thing to say, I am lonely to someone else, you know, to say that exact phrase or to to say something like that. Uh, What advice do you have for breaking that barrier? When someone says, I am lonely to somebody else, the first question is, if you are with somebody else and you say that and somebody is saying that to you, is your reaction going to be, what, you're sitting here with me, how can you be alone? You see, the, 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 one of the dangers of saying that to somebody in your family or in your friend group is you might be saying it to your only friend or your only family, and they might see that as an attack on them because people tend to be egoistic. People, sorry, people tend to be egoistic. People tend to take things, uh, take things, you know, you know, personally when probably they shouldn't be taking it personally. Sorry about that. Okay, so when people take things personally that they shouldn't be taking personally, then it does become, you know, hard to have those conversations. So you're you're more likely to have those conversations, and this is when getting a counselor to talk about it first might help you get out those feelings and those, you know, the the feeling of loneliness. So having a conversation about it with somebody who won't be hurt by what you say. And that's one. And another thing of how to get over this feeling of I can't talk to people about being alone is, you know, sometimes we need to practice. Sometimes we need to say it to people who won't be hurt. So, you know, if you can have, if you do have friends who are able to step aside and say, okay, you know, okay, what do you need to say? It's not about me. I understand it's not about me. You can talk to me about anything and they mean it, then you can go ahead. But uh, seriously, the danger of that is actually turning your own friend again, you know, making your friend who's listening to you feel like you are judging me, what's wrong with me and you, I'm here, I'm giving you time and you're telling me you're lonely, what's wrong with you? Now that that's one of those biggest fears in this type of situation. So for you to get over the fear, the first thing you need to do is make sure that the person you're saying it to um, will not have their feelings impacted. We have about a minute left and I just wanted to add on, you talked about the role of a counsellor, but... Is this also a community issue? Where would that come in? Uh, no, it, I'm actually going to say that in terms of community, it depends on the community interaction and judgment. If you're if within this, if within your community, your community itself judges a lot, then the reason why a lot of people are lonely nowadays is because people judge more than care, more than showing compassion, more than showing, you know, kindness. People tend to judge and point out what you did wrong, where you did wrong, why are you wrong, rather than, you know, 
just treating people with kindness and compassion. So the I, I hate to say it, but sometimes the community is at fault because our community wants people to be like me. They want, they you know, there is a price to be part of this community. And if you don't look like me, you don't talk like me, you don't quack like me, then you are not part of this community. And that's when the huge level of loneliness comes about. And that's when those, the fake things and, you know, the one I talked about earlier, the mask, the persona, all all happen because of this need to fit into community. So actually, I would turn around and say people are lonely because of community, a judgmental community. If our community learned to have more compassion and were, were kinder and more, you know, accepting of differences, the world would be a less lonely place. Anasuya, thank you so much for speaking with us today. My pleasure. That was Dr. Anasuya Jagadevi Jagadesan, Dean of Psychology and Social Sciences from the University of Cyberjaya. Tell us, do you think that we are all becoming more isolated and have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free, Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.39 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about, it's a personal subject, but it's an interesting one, I think. It's loneliness. Uh, this is because the WHO has announced that it is a global public health concern. And I think, um, in fact, perhaps most vividly, they compare the mortality rate to be just as severe as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And perhaps uh, for those of us who struggle to make the connection between our mental health and our physical health, that, that maybe helps to paint a picture. So we are asking you, do you think that we've all become more isolated? And have you personally ever dealt with the feeling of um, loneliness? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a voice note actually that came in. This is Ravi. This loneliness topic is uh, makes me happy actually. Finally someone can people are aware that there are people who are feeling lonely. I used to feel lonely last time, used to. But uh, at one point I realized the part what I'm going through and then I changed over everything about myself, especially my interests on how to make myself busy, busy with my interests like, you know, watching movies, reading especially, playing games online. Uh, and uh, you know stuffs like that can keep me going with my interest and doesn't make me feel lonely <laughs> thank you thanks so much ravi i i think um you know what i find most um what stood out to me so much from your voice note is that you realized it because I truly believe this is maybe me um speaking as an introvert who likes well, not a lot of company at the best of times. Watching movies and reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but because of that, I I wonder whether I would be as adept as you were at recognising that, oh, actually, I'm becoming increasingly lonely and then choosing to do something about it. I love that you started your message, Ravi, with saying... Um People can be aware because I think actually that is a big step that is difficult for a lot of people. Um, I also really like that um, 
this was a way for you to lean into the things you enjoy and the things that give you pleasure. Um, I, I think that's one of the learning to be comfortable in your own company is actually quite difficult for a lot of people. Um, and I think the pandemic kind of highlighted that to a lot of us. Uh, I'm not saying that's the only solution, but I do think that uh, at least appreciating that pocket of time where you can do the things that interest you and give you joy is very important. Uh, you know, this part, uh, this this mention also of interests, I think is, is salient um, because we have this from Akari who says, not sure if I'm lonely. I spend hours watching World News Daily and chat with strangers in the same channel. So that's, um, I, I mean, that's actually really interesting because uh, to be fair, uh, as our guest Dr. Anasuya said earlier, being alone or doing activities alone doesn't mean you are lonely. Yeah. It means that perhaps you are someone who enjoys that time on your own or you don't necessarily need a lot of social interaction and that's okay. There's that, but I think the other part of it is also um, you're lonely if you f- feel lonely. Yeah. Um, so even if you're doing an activity alone or even if it's uh, if it's this and you feel fulfilled by it or you don't feel lonely because of it, then then more power to you. Um, we also have, let's see, uh, this from Abu Hakim who says, my colleague of the same age once told me that he's going to stay in an old folks home because of his children not wanting to talk to him but instead spending hours on their handphone. Oh, that's actually, firstly, that's that's quite sad and, and I do... I do think a lot about ageing and loneliness because I think um, it is a reality for so many people. It's a reality also for people who maybe otherwise had interactions from children, spouses, community. But of course, as you get older, those might become less as well. And um, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with wanting to be at a retirement home. Um, But I do think that I do think that it depends on um, the kinds of interactions you get. And again, being able to put in place those things that would help you from not feeling lonely. Uh, By the way, we've had a correction come in um, because we played a voice note from Kavi, not Ravi. Yes, right. That's true. (laughs) Apologies, Kavi. But but thank you for getting in touch and for clarifying. And um, thank you in the first place for sending a voice note. Sorry we butchered your name. Um, We have this from Belinda who says, "Um, Yes, loneliness after my husband passed five years ago. To overcome it, I got myself into baking, a great hobby to occupy myself. On and off, I support my son and daughter-in-law by uh, helping out and keeping watch over my grandson. I have a bunch of good friends uh, where we get together for meals, coffee and travel a bit. Just keep yourself occupied. That's how I overcame loneliness. Of course, I have two dogs with me. They are loyal and keep me company. I love that. Um, I mean, uh, never underestimate the role of pets in your life. Um, But I think the hobbies are a great idea. I think acknowledging that something like grief, uh, the passing of a partner, can actually be the time in your life. Uh, Partner or anybody else that's important to you uh, can be a very difficult time. And I think it's something we don't talk about enough. Well, actually, I would go so far as to say... um, Mm, I, I don't know if this is a controversial opinion, but I think sometimes, depending on how you approach it or depending on who you are, relationships can also be isolating. And I don't mean abusive relationships. I don't mean bad relationships. I even mean good relationships because we see this happen all the time, right? People pair up and then they each become each other's world and you see your friends less and less. And this this happens even with um you know, different stages, whether it's people who are dating, married, having kids, all all these different things. Um, And so I I think as a result of that, 
sometimes you don't notice that you've actually become increasingly isolated from other people outside of your partner. I'm not saying that that happened to you, Belinda, at all. I'm just saying that it's an added dimension to the the feeling of being widowed or uh, being a widower because you may, in fact, have pulled away from other friendships as a result of a long-term relationship. Well, it's not dissimilar, actually, to a sentiment that a lot of... Um friends I have who are mothers, for instance, and, and, and you know, at, at our age now, their kids are now just turning into teenagers, for instance, and suddenly there's this sense of slight loneliness that their kids don't need them as much anymore. Perhaps their social circle has become a little bit distant. And yes, I do think that it is, um, it is important, uh, like Belinda and her group of friends, to have different sorts of relationships that enrich us and not just put all of our love and care into one relationship. Keep those thoughts coming. We're asking you, um, as uh, this is just a sort of response to the WHO announcing that loneliness is a global health issue. We want to know, do you think that we have all become more isolated? Have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free-minded, BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. PFM 89.9, Foo Fighters there with Big Me. You are listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And today we're talking about loneliness, which the WHO has designated as a global health issue. Um, saying, in fact, sorry, I just keep bringing this up because I think it's a very evocative number. Um, saying that the mortality rate of loneliness is just as severe as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Our guest whom we spoke to earlier, Dr. Anasuya, um, kind of tied that to being stressed, that, that that's one of the reasons why we're seeing it manifest physically. So we're asking you, do you think that we have in fact all become more isolated from one another and whether you have ever dealt with feeling lonely? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So We have uh, this from Ray, which I think is really interesting. Ray says, I have a full-time job that keeps me very busy, a part-time job after the full-time work hours and then the weekend. Whatever time I have left, I use for my daily chores. I meet a friend, groceries, gym, etc. That's very little time I'm left with. I sit comfortably on the sofa. uh, I watch Netflix. I appreciate time outside hustling. No time to even date nor wanting to. But I've never felt lonely. Perhaps I'm too busy to realise. But maybe when I slow down, the realisation will sink in. I don't know. I hope by then money can buy me happiness. Ha ha ha. You know, money can go a long way. But, um, you know, I, I don't know that there's anything wrong with being so busy that you don't feel lonely. If you don't feel lonely, you don't. And that's that's okay too. Perhaps this is something that suits you well. Ray, uh, I when I was studying abroad, um, so I was a full-time student and then I had a part-time job where maybe I exceeded the hours of what you would consider part-time. Um, but the point is that I was doing a lot of work after school and shuttling back and forth. And I think that my life at the time actually very closely resembled yours. I, I was thinking about whether to talk about it or not because I, looking back, I realised that I went through maybe a year of not having much social contact at all. But but because my job was a language tutor, I didn't notice. 
yeah. because you speak to people yes. all the time. And you so, have interactions. Correct. So um, in between classroom interactions and then going to a job as an English tutor, a conversational English tutor, so the whole thing was to practice people's English, um, I found myself actually fully socially fine. And like you, I, I didn't actually ever notice it. Yeah, I, and I think that's possible, right? I remember during the pandemic, in fact, when we were doing um, rotations and there, and I, I lived alone or rather I didn't visit my family because of, you know, COVID bubble and so on, uh, that sometimes nine days would go by and I would realise at the end of it that the only interactions I'd had with people were virtual calls and that I hadn't spoken to another person at all. Um, but it didn't strike me because I was talking to people every day and I was doing the radio show every day. So I think I think it's entirely possible that one could feel that way. So um, actually, Angeline has a good point. She says, for me, loneliness means not being able to feel connected to anyone. You can still be sociable, you can chat, laugh, have lots of friends. But I think loneliness happens when you can't relate to others or when you don't feel understood. Yeah, this is actually very close to what our guest earlier was saying, right, Dr. Anasuya? that uh, loneliness can feel like a rejection uh, more than anything else or it can feel like um, it can feel like that sense of of exactly this not not feeling understood and Angeline, I think it's great that you can identify it because actually that's something that we've been talking about right whether or not people can in fact identify the feeling it's important to identify that feeling primarily I think if you are if you've been telling yourself, I shouldn't feel lonely because I have so many people in my life. And I do know a lot of people who feel that sense of guilt. Our guest earlier brought that up as well. Um, and I think identifying it is so important. We do have a voice note that's come in. This is a Crazy Nar. I feel like sometimes you're like too falsely motivated by social media, thinking that just being um, an uh, introvert, uh, you should be lonely. And sometimes it's hard for some people who are actually an introvert, but sometimes would like to socialize. They can't choose a path. It's like they have to choose one. So I came across this post that said that humans were always social beings since those times. We never lived alone. We always, you know, uh, you know, came from a tribe and all that. So after seeing that, in a in a good sense, social media like motivated to, you know, think in a different way that. Sometimes I just need someone to talk to as well. Like, you know, we shouldn't just always be alone. Thank you very much for that voice note. I, I think um, to your point about social media, there was for a moment in time, this huge push towards identifying oneself as either an introvert yes. or an extrovert. And I think on the one hand, it's nice. I mean, a, a big reason why people enjoy those things is because they like feeling um, seen and identified. That That's a huge kind of driver for these sorts of quizzes. But the other part of it was something that's been pointed out as well, whether it just gives people a, an excuse or a reason to further withdraw. That or it... It sort of pigeonholes people, right? If you are somebody who identifies yourself as an extrovert, you might not want to tell people you feel lonely, right? Because, hey, I'm an extrovert. I'm not the kind of person who feels this way. Or you are an introvert and you don't want to admit uh, that, yes, I enjoy alone time, but now I feel lonely. So I do think social media can be great for a lot of things to do with mental health. There are times, however, when um, it can muddy the waters a little bit.
Keep those thoughts coming. Um, do you think that we've all become more isolated? Have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? What did you do? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Because friends matter. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It is coming up to 7.08 and this is Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila, just as a recap. Today we are talking about the effects of loneliness and I think in many ways how to even identify it because that's something that's come into question and this is coming as the WHO has announced that um, loneliness is being declared as a global public health concern and saying that its mortality rate is actually as severe as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So that had us wondering, what are all the various reasons this is happening? How does it affect us? How can we overcome it? And we're asking you, do you think that we've all become more isolated from one another? Have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So we have an anonymous listener who says, not sure if it was loneliness, but despite partying, discoing twice a week and doing the happy hours rounds in the pubs with friends or even sometimes strangers when I wasn't dancing the night away, I wasn't happy after the crowd had gone home. I had a normal average family life, no broken home issues, but I wasn't happy and I didn't know why until I found my purpose in life. That was 30 years ago. There have been many ups and downs, but I'm happy to say I'm now hopeful and also at peace. I don't bounce out of bed every day roaring to conquer the world, but I look forward to seeing what is waiting for me to tackle for the day. Yes, I'm happy that I'm still around and there must be some small thing for me to do to fit into the bigger picture. Anonymous, uh, thank you for thank you for that point um, because I think it really highlights the the feeling or rather it highlights the thing that we've been talking about, which is that you can be doing everything quote unquote right yeah right you can be a young person you can be out there socializing partying you can be doing all these different things and it might not mean that much if you yourself don't feel good about it no and and i think this whole um it's not great every day but then i find a little something every day to keep me going is such a great message to take away from this uh we've got actually a caller on the line with us we've got girish girish good evening what are your thoughts uh, hi guys. Yeah, I was just listening to the show and uh, started to feel a bit lonely, so I thought I'd call in. <laughs> Thank um, you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a great topic. I think um, you know probably people don't don't want to discuss it uh, as much, uh, you know, publicly. Or you know, it's a difficult thing to sort of admit that you're feeling lonely. Um, but yeah, I think like. If you're on your own and, you know, you're good being on your own and you don't necessarily feel the need for company, I think that's that's perfectly normal and it's probably a good sort of stoic thing to be able to sort of, you know, appreciate your own company, spend time by yourself, you know, do healthy things on your own. You know, people talk about, like, taking yourself out on a date. I think all that stuff is, is pretty good and healthy. But um, obviously, if you feel the need for company... You know, and it's like something that nags at you, then that's just a pretty simple indication that you should go and try and find, you know, people to spend time with. Because, yeah, like someone said earlier, right, we are social creatures. Uh, we, we get energized by other people's company. I think 
I would, I'd like to think that whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, uh, you definitely need a, need a certain amount of, uh, you know, human interaction in the course of the day. You might get that from work. Um, probably there is value also in just going to do that for the sake of doing it as well, because you know that, it, you know, that's, it's more, I don't know, natural or, or, or uh, you know, you're, you're doing it because of the, the social side of it and not because you kind of have to be there. But yeah, I think sort of a balance between the two things is um, is a good good way to go. Uh, and I think it's just a matter of paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, Girish, I wanted to ask you, do you think that you are good at paying attention uh, to to yourself, I guess, doing this sort of self-audit? Because I think, I, I don't know, I don't know that everybody is, I don't know that I myself am that great at it. Um, I, I've had a bit of practice with it every now and then. Um, I, I don't know, so I, I try not to overanalyze it, but um, I, I can generally tell when, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being fidgety and, and, and something's not quite right and I, I kind of feel like I need to be around people, but at the same time, I I have tried to spend time. I think because there was a time in my life when I needed to be around people a lot, and I kind of recognized that that was not necessarily the healthiest thing. Because sometimes I would do that, and then after a while, realize that I was you know either exhausted or you know I had sort of you know gotten into doing things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Not sometimes not necessarily healthy things even. So these days I'm kind of a bit more, um, I try to practice being on my own and being uh, good with my own company because I think it's very healthy to do that. But I also try to be mindful of, you know, when I really do need to spend time with people because it, it's just better for me to do that. Even if it's picking up the phone and calling someone, uh, I try to pay attention to it, yeah. Nice. Girish, uh, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. Um, we... I think I, I love that mention of kind of self-realizing stuff. Yes, and checking in with yourself. Yeah, because that's a huge part of today's conversation. Um, let us know, do you think that we've all become more isolated? Have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Beating fickle mindsets. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. It is exactly 7.15 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about loneliness, uh, which is a deceptively simple term, right? Mm. But as it turns out, kind of a complex topic. This is coming as the WHO has dubbed it uh, or declared it a global public health concern. And so we wanted to know, do you think that we have all become more isolated? And have you ever dealt with feeling lonely? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we're joined by another caller. We've got Aria. Aria, good evening. What are your thoughts? Um, I was listening to what you guys are saying, and my thoughts is that, you know, the feeling of loneliness cannot, it only can't be like you are lonely. It also could mean that your self-esteem is low enough that your brain programmed you to tell you you're lonely, even though you're not, that you have everybody and you're not lonely, like in physical life. But your brain and your self-esteem is so low that you are decouraged and you think that you're lonely. 
Arya, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. Um, I think the line there, unfortunately, kind of dropped out at the end. But um, I, I think that mention of feeling and how important it is to identify. Again, this this thing that keeps coming up, how do you identify loneliness? I don't think it is a uniquely urban discussion by any means, but I think it's not a surprise that those of us living in urban areas keep bringing up over and over again, you can be surrounded by people, you can be doing lots of things, you can be super social, but still feel lonely. So uh, C. Lee, who messaged in, um, actually is alluding to that. Um, so So they say, a lot of people often associate loneliness with social or human interaction. I believe there are many cases where family can make a person lonely, especially when that person is considered the black sheep of the family because said person does not have the same opinion or does things differently. Not wrongly, just differently. As the late Robin Williams once said, I used to think the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone. It's especially sad when it is immediate family members members who make you feel lonely or isolated. Celie, I, I think that that's such a great point and it can be a difficult one to bring up because we are all, well, I don't know all, but I think many of us are raised to believe that you don't speak about your family or speak against your family, right? And and that can be very difficult, especially if you are in this exact situation, this feeling of not um, not fitting in and not fitting in into the family you were born into, not fitting in in a situation where um, you are supposed to be most loved or where it's safest. And, and that really can be tough. I think it's why also relationships are something that people identify as feeling lonely in from time to time. Yes, and it makes it particularly difficult even to, uh, well, one, seek help as an actual help from a professional, but even just to go out of that setting and to talk to your friends or to talk to other people, because from the outside, especially if you come from a big family, if you have a partner, if you have, you know, uh, kids and so on, it can seem deceptively like you have it made, right? Oh, what do you have to complain about? You have everything. Um, then it can be quite tough. Uh, I believe our guest, Dr. Anasuyas, earlier said, the the worst reaction potentially is if you tell somebody, I feel lonely, and that person says, what do you mean? You're talking to me. Yeah. And, and I think that what you're describing is exactly that scenario, right, where it could come up. Uh, just to close off, a couple of points, uh, one about the internet and the other about uh, making a really interesting systemic point. So DMA says, disconnect to reconnect. Uh, many people will find that if they disconnect from their gadgets and social media for a set period every day, they will see so much more of what is around them. It's like a detox from fake socialising. This is good for everyone, whether they feel lonely or otherwise. When is the last time you waved at the at the bread man or just smiled politely at someone walking along the corridor instead of gazing down at the phone? Disconnect from gadgets and reconnect with our nat- nat- natural surroundings. It's therapeutic. Dear me, um, you know, I've heard this a lot. I actually... I partly agree, or rather I agree to a large extent that um, digital connectivity and our devices have often made us a little bit uh, inward focused or focused on our devices and not necessarily in connecting with people around us. But I do think, though, that this um, 
hard line between online and offline is perhaps not the easiest thing in today's environment because I do think that for a lot of people, social media, um, being able to chat with people, do video calls and so on is a big part of feeling less lonely. Um, so I really think it's got less to do with the tools and the type of, um, the way you communicate is not as important as what that communication does for you. Oh, this is interesting because uh, I agree with DMA actually. Ah. Um, no, but it has more to do with the fact that I think, I, I don't know if this is just me. Um, I think that the phone is a crutch. Yes, it can yeah, be. So, I agree. So it's not so much to do with social media and demonizing social media as it has to do with, I think, the propensity for a lot of us to default to the phone when it's there. Um, and I, I think this is absolutely true. You see people walking around, you see people eating, or you, you see families. You and, attend dinners where yes. you don't know people at the table. And because you have a phone, there's Dude. no need to talk to anyone else. Dude, you attend dinners where you know everybody <laughs> you know at the table. You still don't talk. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that the phone, um, it, it's it's on us it's not the phone but i do think that we over rely on it and you know get really used to just having it there uh because i think so much about the whole eye contact thing it is true that when i'm walking around um i mean some of it is again um, a woman thing I'm, I'm not always keen on making lots of eye contact while i'm walking down the street um but i always feel better when i smile at someone or when i say hello or you know when when you acknowledge other humans essentially so I find this a lot when I'm traveling, actually. Um, that, Which is strange, yes. right? We should be able to bring that behavior here. But then I'm even here not the kind to, like if I'm waiting for somebody, I'm not usually, okay, I'm not always on my phone. It's probably fair to say. I like people watching. And so I do tend to kind of stare off and look at people. Uh, but no, I, I partly agree. I also, I think my only point was, I don't know that social media is entirely to blame. It is more our usage of it. Um, I... I am trying to find a quote. In the meantime, before we come back to this, there is a Kurt Vonnegut quote that I would like to read in relation to that point about walking around. Uh, but before that, we have a voice note that came in a little while ago from Zuriman. Uh, I just want to throw... I just want to say that loneliness, I think, can be in many forms. It can be in a form of your relationship as a woman that's very wide, but also when you are in distress, you tend to be loneliness when you are helpless. You need to say there's no one that you can depend to seek help. For example, let's say, as this is BFM, I want to talk about financial matters. Let's say somebody who is lonely, lonely in the sense that they are not able to solve their financial issues. It's important, let's say, they are not able to pay their debt. How do they deal? How do they need to face the issue? You see, I, I, the good doctor just now said that, you know, as a community, we tend not to compassionate and we tend not to care. We rather tend to question. We rather tend to be uh, judgmental. Why you did that? Why you, have, why you let yourself drown, for example? So I believe uh, for financial matter, they also should be uh, placed no doubt that in our country, we have agency like AKPK agency, credit that goes and credit to assist. But what if that person, even AKPK also, they're still helpless? How else can they, uh, I mean, get help to continue their life, to continue to, you know, be husband, father, co-worker, friend in a society. 
So I believe uh, this opportunity and room for our authorities to maybe assist to look at maybe setting up a framework or a body uh, to complement the existing good work that can be done. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zuriman. Um, you, I think we've been asking actually quite a personal question, but what you've done is extend it to systems. And I think that's really important because if we talk about what gets us lonely and keeps us lonely, I, I mean, sure, some of it is personality, some of it is mental health, but a significant portion of it is societal. Yes, and actually that example that you use, Zuriman, I mean, you said father, co-worker, friend. Financial uh, issues. Yeah, yeah, I think the financial issues and how isolating it can be to go through financial issues, uh, to not just open up about them, but to ask for help. Um, and, and perhaps if there were better safety nets in, um, you know, in our society provided by the government, people wouldn't have to think of those as something you need to turn to your community for. You know, um, the the subject of mental health came up this week in Parliament and I'm thinking that since there has been conversation about... Um, about linking up between, I believe it's the MOH and uh, local government, that maybe there is also something to be said about what you're pointing out, Zuriman, the linking up of more agencies, more ministries. Because if it is, in fact, a global health concern Mm. and therefore a national health concern, then it's something to look into in, in this particular way. So Pam is saying... Aloneness is more appealing as we age. (laughs) I guess as we age, we know ourselves better and limit our BS capacity with people. I left my community last year to restart my life and also started the work from home lifestyle. I was pretty alone when it all happened, but somehow I felt more lonely when I was surrounded with people because my values changed from my usual community. Today, I got a dog, found myself meeting new friends through the dog. Pam, that's lovely. And I think that is very likely true. I have also found the Kurt Vonnegut quote. Um, so, so this is, I think, in relation to what we heard earlier about social media. And in some ways, Pam, what you just said, because um, he wrote a book um, and in the book, there is a mention of him saying he's going out to buy an envelope. And then his wife says, you know, you're not a poor man. So this is, this is the quote. She says, well, you're not a poor man. You know, why don't you go online and buy a hundred envelopes and put them in the closet? And so I pretend not to hear her and go out to get an envelope because I'm going to have a hell of a good time in the process of buying one envelope. I meet a lot of people. I see some great looking babes and a fire engine goes by and I give them the thumbs up and I ask a woman what kind of dog that is. Pam, that could be you. Uh, and, and I don't know. And of course, the computers will do us out of that. And what the computer people don't realize or they don't care is we're dancing animals. You know, we love to move around and we're not supposed to dance at all anymore. I love that quote. Um, it also reminds me actually of why I love going to, for instance, weekend markets where you can look at the person who is selling you the stuff. You can have a little chat. Um, you can go with a friend and how different it is to just click on a button and put things in a cart that gets delivered to you. I'm not saying I don't appreciate the convenience, but I completely identify with that quote. I think the moral of the story we've had today is really to um, just pay more attention and this is maybe, dare I say, good mental, good general mental health advice, which is just to pay attention to yourself a bit more. Yes. Yeah. And, and assess and see if you're lonely. And if you're lonely, maybe figure out what you can do about it. But anyways, um, thank you, everybody, for getting in touch. This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 